Hi everyone, this is Nick Moisovsky with the Rochester Lancers podcast. We have a very special guest with me today, former uh, Rochester Lancer, uh, Lancer legend, Robert Acosta. Robert, how you doing today? I'm doing excellent, man. Happy Monday. How are you? Uh, not too bad. It's a Monday. Good for a Monday. Um, <laughs> you know, just wanted to talk about, um, you know, I saw pretty big news uh, that you won the Defender of the Year in the MASL, uh, Major Arena Soccer League. Uh, us in Rochester, we're still, we, we pay a lot of attention, uh, especially to, you know, our former players uh, that are throughout the league and, um, you know, having the Lancers here for four years and being part of the Lancers organization, that's still, you know, something that we do care deeply about. Um, how was, you know, tell me about that experience, uh, about becoming Defender of the Year. I, I saw the video, you looked really, you looked really excited when you found out, um, you know, so how, how was that winning a, such a, a you know, nice, prestigious award? Yeah, man, it, it's just, uh, it's incredibly surreal. Um, you know, it's one of those goals that you think about, that you dream about. It's it's one of those things that, that fuels your fire through workouts. It, it's what you go to bed at night thinking about. You wake wake up first thing in the morning and think about it. So um, just for years, it, it's been a dream, and it, it's been a kind of a lofty goal that I set. And um, so, so to for it to actually come into fruition, uh, I just feel incredibly blessed and uh, incredibly elated. And uh, it just makes me incredibly grateful for all the experiences that I've had over the last few years and um, everything that's led me to this point. And uh, just to let you know, Rochester still loves you. Uh, we were we were excited. You know, a lot of the people in the organization and a lot of the fans uh, were excited when they saw, um, you know, you won that award. Um, yeah, I love it, man. I've been I've been getting an outpouring of responses fr- from old Rochester fans and from Soccer Sam uh, and a bunch of people. So, um, you know, Rochester was such a turning point for me being being there and playing there and, and such a pivotal step in my career. Um, so it's nice to still have the, the Lancer fans behind my back. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, I remember I remember you playing uh, outdoor uh, for a year with the Ukrainian Americans with Mark Mandal. I remember. Remember watching uh, a lot of those games where there was, um, you know, f- maybe five six guys from the Lancers on on that team. And that that was exciting to watch that summer. It was really fun with uh, had the Capinos brothers and uh, Timmy Crawford. Um, I can't. Yeah, we had Jeremy Ortiz come yeah, out for a Ortiz, couple yeah. games. Yeah, yeah man, so that, was, yeah, that was a blast. That was cool. Um, now, how did you end up playing for the Lancers? Because uh, I saw you you're pretty well traveled. Uh, so you've played for Cedar Rapids and. Um, Norfolk in one of the older uh, indoor leagues. How, how did you end up with the Lancers? Yeah, man, crazy, uh, crazy, just kind of uh, situation of events and circumstances. I, uh, you know, I got my first contract back in 2012 with the Norfolk Sharks, and they they folded immediately after the season. So I decided to go to the uh, MISL Combine before it was the MASL, it was the MISL, the Major Indoor Soccer League. And so I, I went to the combine, and uh, a couple of owners expressed interest in me. And uh, Soccer Sam was was the main one. And, and uh, man, after having a conversation with him and, and just seeing how passionate he is about the game and, and how much he loves indoor and loves soccer in this country, um, it was a, it was a very easy decision that that's that's the direction I wanted to go. Um, so I went up and I joined preseason camp in 2012. Um, and unfortunately, I. Uh, I sustained a pretty big injury, um, tore, tore a few muscles in my leg and uh, my abs, um, and had to move back home to get surgery for a couple of years. And um, I was just super blessed. to I, I stayed in touch with Soccer Sam. Uh, he would check up on me periodically and just send positive messages. 
And then as soon as I was healthy again, uh, after I'd rehabbed for my surgery, uh, he and he and Doug Miller offered to bring me back out and give me an opportunity and give me a look. And, um, you know, that's how it went from there. So incredibly blessed, you know, Doug, Doug Miller, soccer, Sam, um, two huge, um, you know, passionate soccer guys in Rochester and, and in the country overall. So, uh, I, I was very, very blessed and fortunate to play under their leadership. Yeah. I've gotten to know both of them. Um, just working with the Lancers now the last couple of years and, um, I mean, you can't question the, the passion and the drive of either one of them. Uh, Sam is, you know, in, in Rochester, you know, what most well-known, uh, Rochester soccer, uh, person and just, just working with him and being on his show every, you know, every, you know, like once a month and just getting to know him a lot more from besides just seeing him on TV and his commercials, you know, his, his alter ego personality, uh, he's a great guy. And, um, I, I love working with both of those guys and Doug Miller too. Um, just, uh, I mean, just his knowledge of the game and being able to analyze, analyze, you know, talent from, you know, uh, what it takes to win. Uh, you know, to me, it's the best, I, I think one of the, if not the best, one of the best organizations uh, to work with. Yeah, no doubt. It was a it was a great combination too, because you you know you got the you got the, the soccer passion in both of them, and then uh, Doug Miller is a pretty good tactician in the indoor game. He's been around and played so many seasons that um, you know, especially as a new as a new player in the league, it was it was a very he was a very good coach to learn under as far as getting. Uh, understanding systems of play and formations and you know indoor is such a different game than outdoor so you know um the, the knowledge that that man has for the game um was fantastic and and you know the exact type of training that i needed coming back from injury definitely um now uh, the contrast between the indoor and outdoor what what kind of like different skills do you think you need um for outdoor like what makes it what makes an indoor player a good indoor player because i've seen guys um you know, following both indoor and outdoor, like the local leagues, I've seen guys that are uh, a lot more successful in indoor, and then they come into outdoor, and they're it just doesn't translate. And, and I've seen also the opposite, where there's guys that are great indoor players, and it kind of just doesn't work for them in, in in indoor. So, what what do you think are some of those uh, the skills you need to take from the outdoor game uh, to be successful in indoor? Uh, yeah, you know, I get the, the get the question all the time, and um, I mean, I think it's just the biggest difference is um, just the speed of play with indoor. Um, everything is in such a tight space, which is one of the things I love. Everything's in a tight space, and the ball rarely leaves the field. Um, so it forces you it forces you to play quicker. It forces you to think quicker. Uh, it forces you to have a, a tighter technical touch. Um, and be able to make more precise passes through, through different angles. Um, and all that definitely translates to the outdoor game. And whenever I get done with an indoor season and I go back to outdoor, <laughs> I literally feel like I just have miles and miles of space around me whenever I get the ball. So um, I honestly, I think it's one of the reasons that other countries are so, so much more developed in soccer than us is because so many players grow up playing futsal, which is – you know, a, a, a different version of indoor, but it's similar in the fact that the, the pace is very high and it's a very tight space, very small field. So, um, so yeah, I think that the, the development it allows for the for the processing of thoughts, for the um, the ability to break pressure. Um, you know, indoor indoor definitely helps to enhance and improve the outdoor game for sure. Yeah, and I've seen uh, and football is starting to starting to pick up a little bit here in the in the Rochester area. I do see. Um, you know, there's tournaments being formed and uh, teams are, you know, instead of just playing in the couple uh, handful of uh, 
like indoor arenas, like with the turf here, uh, there's teams that are training on, you know, whether it's just like a gym floor, um, you know, just cause the ball moves that much faster. And, uh, I believe they put it's, uh, there's out of bounds in futsal, if I'm not mistaken. So Correct, yeah. there's no wall to save you. So it's, um, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you can uh, work on those skills and in that, the faster, you know, you got to think faster, uh, that definitely, uh, prepare you for, uh, for the outdoor game. Um, now, do you have a preference playing indoor to outdoor or outdoor to indoor either way? <laughs> or, uh... You know, all, all my life uh, I've been, been uh, you know, more of an outdoor player and, and I'd prefer to play outdoor, but especially over the last two seasons uh, of indoor, as I start to understand the game better and, um, you know, I've been blessed the last two years to play under Everton Moreira, uh, who's a very big tactician in the futsal world, and he's translated a lot of the, the futsal patterns and systems of play um, into our into our indoor um, training and technique. So, um, so yeah, as I start to learn better and, and and just train train more, indoor is slowly but surely winning over my heart, man. And <laughs> uh, one of the reasons, honestly, is just because I firmly believe that indoor is soccer for America. Um, you know, a lot of people that I talk to that that aren't soccer fans or that don't like soccer, it's, they say that the game is too slow that. Um, there's not enough scoring, there's not enough physicality, no action, uh, and it's the exact opposite with indoor. You know, there's there's generally between 5 and 15 points per team scored per game, and, um, you know, the ball the ball stays in because of the walls and the boards, and so um, I have, I've grown a great appreciation and love for indoor just because of how many non-soccer fans that I've seen it draw into the game of soccer. Um so yeah, man. So I'd say at this point it's about fifty-fifty as far as you know if I had to choose between the two. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, I mean I watched the the final last night, the MSL final uh, between Baltimore and Sonora, um, and or no Monterey was it? Uh, yeah, Baltimore yeah. Monterey. Yeah. And yeah, there was some man, some chippiness going on. Uh, you know, you got goals, a lot of action. It's it's exciting. I mean, for me, I, I still prefer watching outdoor, but. Um, indoor has grown on me in the last like few years, especially with the availability of the games, you know, you could just, you go on YouTube and you could watch any game you want. I think that's a, that's a great thing that the MASL, uh, you know, has done to, to kind of grow the, um, you know, grow their brand. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I know from, from people that I know within the community here in Rochester, uh, there was definitely a lot of, um, like non-traditional or not even like non-soccer fans that would go to the indoor games. And it's almost, it's almost like a sport, its own sport in and of itself. And like you said, a lot of the things that um, maybe the non-traditional fans, uh, you know, don't like about the outdoor game, um, you know, they, they, they like about the indoor games, they got the faster pace and, um, you know, the more scoring. I know that's a big thing in, in America that, you know, people complain uh, you know, soccer solo scoring, uh, not an issue for me, but, um, right. I was going to say, you and I can sit and watch a one nil game or a nil nil game and absolutely love it. But there's a lot of people, um, who just, you know, that that's not their thing. So, yeah. I mean, I've seen zero zero games that are like some of the most exciting games, uh, you know, and then I've seen games that are like five, four where, you know, it's a couple of lone goals, maybe a couple of penalty kicks, a couple of mistakes by the keeper. And, you know, it's maybe not as exciting, but, you know, to right. his own, um, but definitely indoor. Indoor has grown on me in the la- in the last few years. Um, but I, I did notice that you played in a you participated in a game last year where you got to go up against um, uh, was it Didier Drogba 
and yeah. Sonright Phillips. And I, I, I saw that you uh, assisted one of the goals in the and Omar Bravo too as well. And you had an assist in that game. Uh, tell me a little bit more. What, was that just like a friendly? Or is that a team you were playing for last year? I was, I was trying to find more about it, and I, I could find very little. But that's so why I kind of wanted to ask you about it, and that must have been yeah. a, a, a great, yeah, um, you know, a great time to you know, a great uh, experience to be on the field with you know, world class players. Dude, it was it was an incredible opportunity, and and I, I kind of got uh, um, you know, I was blessed to be to be a part of it. Um, yeah, I'd gone back home to Arizona just for a postseason vacation, and uh, was was weighing my options at the time. I was trying to decide if I was if I was going to um, stay in Arizona and play, or if I would move. Uh, at the time, I was I was being looked at and recruited by uh, an agency out of Chicago. Um, so I figured, you know, that that was my other option, and so I went back and uh, I, I asked the um, the PDL team that's in Tucson. I knew the head coach from uh, from growing up, and so I reached out to him and asked him if, if he would mind if I came out to training when I was there. Um, that I'd love to you know be a, be a part of, of the program and, and kind of check him out. Um, I asked him what his vision was for the program and if if they were looking to sign sign more defenders and more players. Um, and so yeah, I went out to training and um, he told me that unfortunately they weren't they didn't have any roster spots to offer at the time. But um, he was uh, he was grateful for what I brought as far as the the, the longstanding play in, in Tucson and, and and taking you know soccer to the next level out of Tucson. And so he asked me if I wanted to come back and play in this match, and um, it was a promo, is a preseason promo game that they were running. Phoenix Rising came down to Tucson to play against the the FC Tucson team, which is the PDL team, uh, as well as the one of the college teams in the area. Um, so yeah, he uh, he offered me a chance to play against them, and uh, so I got to go out, and and sure enough, man, uh, Omar Bravo and Sean Wright Phillips, very quick, very cheeky players. Um, I played a defensive center mid position, which is um, you know right up my alley, center of the park, uh, command of the defense. So it was it was great, man. It was it was nice. My my fam, my whole family got to come out, you know, playing around. I've, I've played all, all over the country and um, and over in Sweden last summer, and and. You know, my family has had very little opportunity to see me play live, so uh, it was nice to finally be able to play live in front of them and in front of some of my childhood friends that haven't gotten to see me play professionally. Um, so yeah, man, great, great honor, and and like I said, I was blessed to be a part of that experience. Yeah, it definitely sounds exciting. It's uh, you know playing in front of your your family. It's uh, you know, and yeah, man, and we had a one nil, and we had a one. Or I'm sorry, a one one result against them. So that was yeah. that was even that was even the you know the more tip in the cap or the more exciting part of it. So yeah, and I mean to to be on the field with um, you know players of that caliber, you know that have World Cup experience, that have you know experience playing over in Europe. Um, you know, it's got to be amazing. Um, now, uh, you alluded to, uh, playing in Sweden, you know, you, you signed the pro, your first pro outdoor contract, uh, last summer. Uh, what, uh, what league was that in and what, what kind of, um, what, like how long were you over there and, uh, you know, what kind of, uh, games did you get to participate in? Was it just regular season, uh, cup games? Sure. Yeah. So we, uh, so I got to go over with, uh, an agency called, uh, Bridges, and it's an agency that operates out of Chicago, and uh, basically they recruit 
um, younger players, and it's it's a great program, man. Uh, run by run by uh, some uh, big Christians in the community, and they seek to not only place guys at the next level with contracts, but also teach younger guys the mentality of a professional, um, the, the the power of faith, um, you know what the what the bigger picture looks like at the next level, and. Um, so yeah, man, they, they brought us in. I, I lived and trained in Chicago for a couple months before going out. Um, and then July 1st, we went out to Denmark. Um, I played for about three, three, three and a half weeks in Denmark. Uh, the agency had scheduled, uh, 10 games against various premier division, first division and second division teams. And uh, basically, it was an opportunity for those teams to look at us, and then any other teams in the area could send out agents or, or uh, coaches or team reps. Um, and so, basically, it was a, it was a series of scouting um, scouting matches. So I got I actually had some uh, some great experiences there. scored a, scored a goal in our first match of the trip. Um, took uh, took the, the one of the top three teams in the Dutch Premier League um, to a tie. Um, so it was, so those games, those games were great. And then we got through the end of the trip and, and, uh, sure enough, a team in, in uh, Sweden had scouted me. Um, I had a couple issues actually getting to the contract part of it, but once I got in, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was in the, the Swedish fourth division. Uh, their team, team name was IFK Os. Um, I butcher it every time they say it, and it sounds completely different than when I say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it was it was a great great experience, and um, the S- Sweden is a beautiful country, and and so I got to go and play for their second half of the season. Um, we were actually in contention for promotion for a good part of the season. Um, you know, over overseas they have the promotion relegation system, so yeah. we had a ch- we had a chance to get promoted up into the third division. Um, that we felt just a little bit short in the last two matches, but um, great experience, great ownership out there. They they loved having an American. You know, I had there was two Americans on the team, so they loved having a couple of Americans there. And, um, it was just a great experience, man. Soccer overseas is completely different. You know, even even the next or even the uh, least athletic guys are absolute ballers out there because they just understand the game and they, they read it differently and it's so ingrained in their thought process. So yeah. the level the level of play was incredible. Um, the the level of coaching was great. Um, so yeah, man, just an overall great experience on the field and then off the field was super special too because you know I've been all over here in the states, East Coast, Northeast. Uh, Midwest, Southwest, West Coast, and you know most of the non-Americans that you run into are pretty much from either South America, um, Central America, or Jamaica. Um, a few Canadians, uh, Canadians, um, but then overseas, you know, when I was in Sweden, it was I lived with three Polish guys. Um, there was a couple Serbians that lived right down the road that played for us. Um, there was Czechs. There was uh, Norwegians. Uh, there was Danish, so it was all kinds of different cultures, different countries that I just hadn't, I haven't really had um, too much exposure to yet. So from a cultural standpoint, just world perspective, it was it was a, a great experience. Yeah, that sounds super exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, especially now, you know, I know in in Europe before there would be the rule where you could only have three like non nationals on a team. You know, since that, you know, with the Bosman ruling. Uh, you know, it's been 20 something years, uh, you can bring in more guys. So you, you look at some teams like in England, 
they might not even field one English player and you just got, or maybe just one and you got guys from all over the place, which, um, you know, that's, you know, it's great. You know, people get to learn about other cultures and, um, you know, so that, that sounds like it, it must've been yeah, a man, great th- time. Thank God we live, thank God we live in the future. You know, it's a lot of these countries, English, English and, and Polish are so, so vastly different and so thank god we live in a time where we could sit around the kitchen table and have google translate open um, so that we could just sit there and translate back and forth and actually be able to communicate and and uh, learn about each other so yeah yeah and that's perfect um and you, you like you said the um the physicality i know a lot of the guys that we have from overseas that played with us um they're the one thing that they always mention about American soccer is they they can't believe like the the conditioning of, of like the American players and I think that's one thing that um, you know in America you know the the physicality the you know being in shape is uh, always always stressed you know whether it's in basketball or football or um, maybe not in baseball but like hockey you know guys are just unbelievable athletes. And uh, in soccer, uh, over overseas, I think that they got the technical aspect because they, you know, that's their number one sport in Europe. And, you know, they've been, most guys probably been playing since they were, you know, little kids. Um, but, you know, so that's definitely um, the difference I see in the two. Um, now, you have a personal training business. Uh, how is that going? And is that something that you carry along with you when you go from location to location or is that something uh that you just do in um in in arizona yeah man so i uh i I got into fitness um in college actually i decided it was the pursuit that i wanted to take um just because of you know various family issues growing up and then um trying to trying to learn about how to better myself as an athlete um i decided that that fitness was fitness and health was a, a good direction for me and so um, I got my, my fitness management degree uh, in college, and then fresh out of college, got my personal training certifications uh, through the American Definitely. Council of Exercise, which is you know the biggest personal training certifier in the country. Um, and since then, it's just been uh, uh, years of, of growing, learning, um, and, and just honing in on my passion. Um, when I was coming back from injury a couple years ago, that's when I really honed in on, on the athletic training side of things. Um, and the importance of nutrition and, and the importance of, of regimentation. Um, so at that point, especially, I felt very confident in, in moving forward as a fitness professional and being able to help others get to where they wanted to go. Um, so, yeah, I started working in, in a local gym um, and start, started doing just various weight loss, you know, work with weight loss clients or a little bit of muscle building with clients. Um, you know, fell in love with just helping people truly realize their potential in terms of health and fitness um, and, and learning how, how living a healthier lifestyle can truly better ask um, truly better every aspect of your life. Um, so yeah, man, it's over the past few years, it's just grown into my passion away from soccer. And so, um, you know, at the, at the various places I've lived, I've, I've tried to pick up local training jobs and local training gigs uh, and then as I leave each place, actually, I've started to develop an online personal training business. Uh, so now I can even send workouts and workout routines and workout videos and nutrition tips and nutrition coaching uh, to various clients that I've worked with throughout the country. Um, and so, yeah, man, so the next next step is going to be uh, I've got a guy that's building uh, an, a mobile app for me so that I'll be able to not only 
you know, provide training and workouts to my current, uh, current network and the current clients I'm working with, but I can blow the door open, uh, as far as, you know, having these workouts and, and strength routines and nutrition routines, um, for anyone who needs them, you know, um, so it'll be great, man. My, I, I'm excited to, to help more people, like I said, realize their potential. Um, my target market initially is the youth population. Um, I just want to help all kids get on a, on a healthy and regimented lifestyle from the get-go. Um, and then in the process, you know, I want to work with parents and the older generation, A, to help improve their, their quality of life, uh, and then B, just so that they can make sure that the right information and right habits are being spread onto their kids. So yeah, sounds uh, definitely sounds like a, a noble effort. Um, uh, and uh, what do you have planned for 2018? Are you looking to are you going to continue playing outdoor? Are you taking the the year off? Um, yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm actually in between uh, trying to make a decision at this point. Um, I've had about five or six options come up over the last few weeks, and so I'm just kind of weeding through things. I'd like to play outdoor. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to work with the management over at St. Louis FC, which is the USL program here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that would be option one. If I can, if I can just, you know, permanently get to St. Louis for the next few years and, and grow and establish, um, as a soccer player and as a fitness professional. Uh, but if that doesn't work out, uh, you know, we'll kind of see, I've got a couple other options in mind and, um, the, the, the team in Sweden that I played for last summer has invited me to come back out. So that's always an option as well. Um, so we'll see, man. But uh, I will definitely be back to St. Louis at the end of the season or at the end of the summer um, to, to start preparing for the 2018-2019 season. Okay. Well, uh, Rob, uh, I want to thank you for uh, joining me today. Um, like I said, Rochester still loves you. Uh, best of luck moving forward. Um, and, you know, uh, keep, keep uh, living the game and loving the game. I appreciate you taking the time to, to call me and help me share my story. And um, just my last bit for, for the listeners is, uh, you know, the, the big thing that's gotten me to where I am right now is, is faith in God and living the life of a man of God. Uh, so I just like to stress that importance and, and kind of pre- preach his word as I get out in front of people. So thanks again for having me and for letting me share my experience. Okay, not a problem. And uh, you, have a, you have a wonderful day. Have a blessed day, man. Take care. And that was Robert Acosta with uh, formerly of uh, the Rochester uh, Lancers, uh, currently with the St. Louis Ambush.